What's up, Grace? So we are recording this podcast at the end of January. It will be released. Is like is Monday the first day of February? I think so. I think it is February first. Okay, <laughs> cool. This is crazy. Like January absolutely flew by. Um, but let's reflect on our past week. Okay, so we've been on an awesome roll in sticking with what we said we were gonna do in terms of sharing our feel good thing, like our main thing from this previous week. So Grace, what are you feeling really good about? This week, I just want to celebrate that I am feeling better. I feel mostly recovered from COVID. The only thing is just like a little bit of lingering tiredness. I feel pretty, pretty exhausted at times, but overall so much better and really thankful for how it all turned out. So that's what I'm feeling good for this week. Carly, what about you? Awesome. Yeah, Grace, you've had a busy week. So super happy for your <laughs> for your rest. How ironic it is yes. your year of rest. And that was, yes. it's, it's been crazy, but it's good though. I'm so glad for that for you. And so I am excited about something that was, I guess, released on Friday. You know, literally for us, it'll be tomorrow, but for listeners, it will be the previous Friday. So on Wednesday of this past week, I was not feeling the greatest. Things didn't really go as planned, just kind of feeling sluggish and drained and everything else like that. And so the top things that I had to, you know, or needed to focus on, they didn't exactly get done. But one, I'm going to celebrate the fact that I accepted that. And I was like, hey, my body is not physically feeling these other things, you know, that I was planning on doing, recording videos and things like that. So I just wrote and wrote and wrote and it turned into a blog post. And so I guess you could call it a blog post. I really covered some things that kind of get under my skin in terms of the health and fitness industry and seeing women frustrated and understanding their frustration and hating that they feel that way. Grace, that's why we do what we do because we hate that women, you know, are stuck in this awful cycle of start, stop, yo-yo dieting, failing, and stuff like that. So if you're interested in that, um, check that out on the healthexcelacademy.com website. I'm sure it's like a backslash blog or something like that, but you'll see a nice little simple link that you can click on. Grace also wrote about her year of rest. Um, Grace, that may have been a few weeks ago whenever you yeah. shared that. Um, and I think you have an update coming soon on your own little blog that you have going. Is that right? Yes, I'm excited about it. I had a little update mid-January as just to how things are going, but um, kind of like you said, you just took some time to write out as uh, maybe some things weren't going quite as planned. And I was thinking about that the other day about how busy my week has been right after recovering from COVID and just feeling so, so exhausted and how it wasn't necessarily how I planned for January to be at the very beginning of my year of rest. And so, um, yeah, I'm excited to share that. And we can also share that on the Health Excel Academy website as well. So I'm looking forward to both of our updates. Cool. Yes, me too. Um, I've, I don't know, I found a new love and passion for writing. I don't think of myself as a very opinionated person, but like, I guess my <laughs> passions, like, yeah, I can be kind of opinionated in that. But I think for good reasons. That is my opinion. So anyway, today, <laughs> Grace, we are covering, we are covering, I may have said recovering, but 10 habits that these women, okay, you as a listener, that you need to stop or that you need these habits to stop self-sabotage. All right, Grace, will you say that a little better and a little more clear for those that I just got all tongue twisted? 
<laughs> so, yeah. So you and I have just been talking about self-sabotage, right? And seeing a lot of repetition in women's behaviors. You know, we've experienced some of these things as well, but we've also learned through uh, some habits that we can put into place to kind of stop that self-sabotage. And so this is a concept that we've both been reading a lot about, you know, either from Brooke Castillo, who we've talked about a lot. You just started listening to the audiobook of Atomic Habits uh, by James Clear. And so both of them talk about, you know, what is self-sabotage and some, you know, some key things that we can do to build habits to stop doing that for ourselves. So can you go ahead and define for us what self-sabotage is? Because that might be a term that a lot of people haven't heard of before. Yes, absolutely. I'm going to be glad to. So self-sabotage is defined as creating unnecessary problems for one's self, which interfere with your goals. I think we are all guilty of this, okay? I've been, you know, in the past years, I've absolutely gotten in my own head and in my own way and everything else. And so, um, yeah, we're going to be, first, whenever, before we dive into these habits, we need to understand how to create a habit. You know, why? what do we need to know before creating a habit? How does that actually happen? And why do we typically fail at that? And so James Clear in the book, or maybe he doesn't cover this in the book Atomic Habits, but as I am about halfway through the book, I just love his breakdown of habits. And so Grace, I know that you finished the book. You are very familiar with James Clear as well. So what would you say his go-to way of saying like, hey, to create any habit, this is what you have to do? Right. So he definitely is big on understanding your values, right? So when you understand what your values are and also kind of have in mind this identity that you're trying to create for yourself, you know, you have to be clear on those two things first before you start to create a habit. Because when you're clear on your values and your identity, then you can start to choose actions that are going to align with those. And, you know, in other words, choose habits that are going to serve you well rather than work against you and your personal nature. And so an example of this is if you are ingrained, you're a morning person, you know? And so that's how I am. I'm usually a morning person person, but I'm more productive in the mornings. So I've tried to schedule my habits in the morning more around being creative and, and working, you know, doing things like that, that are working me towards my work goals, my career aspirations and things like that. And then I'll save more of like errands and going to the gym and things like that for the afternoon or the evening. And so just knowing that about myself, just knowing that I value personal growth. I value, you know, working hard and dedication to the, the jobs that I'm doing and things like that. So I'm creating habits for those in the morning. And then I'm creating habits for the other things that I value, you know, personal health and things like that for the evening. And so I've just learned that that's what serves me well. So I don't want to create habits at work against that. And so I'm excited about this first habit that we have that we've created our list of 10. And so it kind of goes with that, the idea of creating your values, creating your identity and understand what you're working towards. And so once you kind of know those things, the first thing that you can do is identify the behaviors that you've already put in place, you know, maybe not on purpose, but behaviors that are in your life that are sabotaging. And so one of these things, I know that there are a lot of examples, but one of a big one, a lot of people experience is procrastination, right? Like putting off any kind of activity that is going to get you towards your goals. 
I definitely have experienced this, you know, in the mornings when I'm tired and I'm like, oh, maybe I don't need to start working quite yet. I'm like, what if I just like finish this episode of whatever show from last night that I was watching? It'd be cool to watch one more, you know, just putting off working towards my goals basically, because sometimes people don't want to jump right in and start because of the fear of failure, you know, the fear of not getting the result that you want, just spending time seeking pleasures in other ways, right? Looking at Instagram, looking at other forms of social media, watching TV, you know, just anything that's really interfering with your progress towards your goal. Um, and you're not actively working towards them. And so procrastination is a big one. Um, even just like quitting, you know, if you're used to quitting some random action, if it's not working out for you, you know, that could be a self-sabotaging behavior. So really just taking a look at what you're doing and identifying what behaviors are already in place that are sabotaging yourself. For sure. And so after you have identified these sabotaging behaviors, that can almost put you in like a negative space. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, like I just suck. I just keep, you know, every time I start, it's like week four and then I fall off. Like, so yeah, notice that, but we can't stay there. Okay. This is about personal growth. So we are growing from that. And so number two is going to be the habit of practicing gratitude on a daily basis, whether it is, you know, in the morning, you write down three things you're, th you're grateful for, thankful for, or um, for a while, this did not, this habit did not fit my routine necessarily. So it did not stick. And I've found other ways to have, you know, practice daily gratitude. But for a little while, I kept a gratitude journal by my bed, and I would write down two things that I was grateful for in the evening. For me personally, I found that I enjoy that better or it kind of like sticks, you know, it's gratitude is something you actually have to feel, you know, you can't just say, oh, I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. Like, no, truly feel it. Like, why are you grateful for your cup of coffee in the morning and things like that? And so if we practice gratitude, you literally cannot be grateful and unhappy at the same time. You cannot be grateful and stressed at the same time. And so Gratitude helps stop the self-sabotage and the negative thinking. Absolutely. And so I think this is really going to lead us into number three, our third thing that we can do, because when we are grateful, the more that we are practicing gratitude, the more that we are able to be happy with ourselves, right? And so one big thing that you know is a form of self-sabotage is comparing yourself to others. And so that's something that really needs to be cut off, right? Because my favorite quote ever is comparison is a thief of joy. And I really, really firmly believe that. And it's taken forever, you know, to be able to say like, oh, comparing myself, I'm definitely stealing joy from myself, right? But if you think about it, the more that you practice gratitude, the more that you are able to be thankful for yourself and the things in your life and who you are, you're able to look at other people and celebrate them without comparing it to you and then getting down on yourself, right? So just not comparing yourself to others, being thankful for who you are and just really understanding that, you know, hey, we're all different. And so our habits are going to be different. Our goals are going to be different and things like that. So just taking into consideration, you know, who you are, looking at other people and celebrating other people without feeling like you have to compare. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, not a thing. It's it's true that all of these habits, they take time. You know, it's like, don't compare yourself to others. And it's like, 
okay, sure. Like done. Not going to do that. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. So like you said, like it's taken a while, same here. And I still find myself falling guilty of that. And so number four is the habit of journaling. And so this is extremely important and I find it very beneficial journaling my thoughts and journaling good and negative thoughts that I have. And so I get to see that once it's on paper, it's now tangible. And it's like, instead of just like running through my mind, you know, if I am falling, you know, guilty of comparison, then I realized that on paper, I'm like, whoa, that's something that I identified and said, I don't want to do that. And so I visually see it, I can backtrack and find ways to correct. And so obviously journaling has other benefits as well. It's just an awesome practice to have. And I just enjoy looking back in my journal and being like, hey, where was I six months ago and stuff like that. And we're actually going to talk about that in a little bit. So Yes, number four is journaling, you know, on a daily basis would be awesome, but start small and then, you know, work up from there. Exactly. I love that. I love the idea of getting your thoughts on paper because number five, one good habit that I feel like everyone needs to put in place is practicing mindfulness. And so journaling is a good way to help this, you know, of being able to write at your thoughts because mindfulness is a lot about noticing your thoughts and noticing what's going on in your mind. And also one, not judging yourself or whatever is coming across your mind, but also understanding that you're allowed to have a thought without acting upon it, you know? So kind of if we, if we are just acting upon all these thoughts, right, that means that we're on autopilot. We are just going, we're not taking the time to sit down, think about what's going on in our minds, you know, what kind of thoughts that we are having. But if we take the time to do that and be intentional about practicing this mindfulness, we can kind of understand which of these actions are self-sabotaging, what bad habits do we have in place, and then maybe change those into something a little bit more positive, right? Kind of change that bad habit that you've just been running on autopilot with and then say, hey, what, what could I replace this with? What other kind of habit can still serve me well, but push me towards my goals instead of away from them? And so journaling is a good way. I'm glad that these two are back to back. Journaling is a good way to practice mindfulness, but even if it's not just writing it down, just taking time to think about what you're thinking about, you know, and kind of see where you can go and um, if you can change some of those negative thoughts into positive ones. Of course. And I love that. This is just a little side thought as well. And wasn't intentional necessarily, but whenever I was struggling with binge eating, so I read the book brain over binge and it, one of the things with that, one of the tools, I guess, and practices was to, Hey, understand whenever you have that urge to binge, you know, it's like, you feel like every single food in the pantry is screaming your name. Like you have to have it right now. And right now you're not bad because of that. And just learning to sit with that. It is uncomfortable. It is hard. It is hard to, you know, know, like think of yourself on the outside looking in. So if I were someone else, you know, looking at me just sitting in my thoughts, type thing like, I don't think anything about it, you know, but being inside of my own head, that's where you kind of get in trouble. Um, so leading into number six, you know, after yes, journaling, mindfulness, practicing that, Number six is going to be having the habit of setting long-term realistic goals. And so with that, if you understand that, hey, this is a goal of mine over the long-term, 
you're giving yourself grace. You're giving yourself permission to practice these things, meaning it doesn't have to be perfect right from the start. And so I love this quote, and it may actually even be a law that most people overestimate what they can achieve in a year and underestimate what they can achieve in 10 years. And so I think this is a lot to do with, you know, not setting realistic goals, whether it be for your health and fitness, for your career, for your finances, your family, whatever that may be. It's like we get so excited and just on a fast track to success. That's what we think. But then that fast track actually leads us to fast failure or a train wreck, if that makes sense. Like that's how, you know, setting a ton of goals early on for myself has gone. So thinking long-term, not have to have it right now mentality. And so Grace, leading us into number seven, let's talk about some short-term action steps to align our long-term realistic goals. Yeah, I love that idea of having a long-term goal because is like you said, when it's realistic, you understand that you don't have to get everything done. You don't have to accomplish everything that you want to accomplish right now, right? Like think about how long we can take to do all the, like a bunch of different goals that we have set, right? So if we give ourselves a longer time period, you know, we have so much more that we can accomplish, but short-term action steps, right? So if we have that long goal in the distance and we're looking at it, it's so much easier to fall back into what I talked about before, procrastination, right? You're just going to put things off, putting whatever action steps that you could put in place to get you there. You know, and you're like, oh, well, I have so long to do it. I'll just put it off a little bit longer. Like I don't need to focus on it today. But if we set short-term action steps, we'll have things in place for us to do, right? To get us towards our goal, which will help us not procrastinate, which will help us not sabotage ourselves. So taking time to reflect, what small steps can I take to get me towards that long-term goal? That will really help you, you know, actually start achieving it rather than sabotaging yourself and continuing to procrastinate to, you know, turn that five-year goal into a 10 or 15-year goal. Yeah, for sure. And in this process of goal setting, like that can be a little intimidating. It's like, but I want to lose 50 pounds. Like, holy cow, I can't lose five, you know, in that mentality that is self-sabotage within itself, but it can be a little bit intimidating. So breaking down the short-term action steps, like, okay, I want to lose five pounds per month, you know? And then if a little hiccup happens, if I say I want to lose 50 pounds in a year, you know, I have some leeway in that. And so number eight is, you know, while we have this fear or, you know, intimidation around goal setting, number eight is, I mean, understand regret is stronger than failure. And so this is something that like hit me hard before starting the Health Excel Academy and before quitting my teaching job to pursue my passion for health and fitness and helping others in that I can like, I would be awake at night, like thinking about like, what if, what if I started, you know, helping people in their health and fitness? Like, what if I quit my teaching job, but I went to school for four and a half years to do this? Like, what if, you know, and so I got sick and tired of the what if, and this is what I see women doing in their own health and fitness goals. It's like, but, but what if I did lose the weight? Like, but what if, what if I fail, you know, and it's like, 
I would have regretted so hard. Like if I somehow could have had a little glimpse into the future and like I decided not to take action on, you know, pursuing my passion, I would have regretted so bad if I knew that, hey, two years from now, like I'm going to own my own business. I'm going to have helped hundreds of women in their own health and fitness journey. Like if I would have chosen to not do that, that would have been a major, major regret. And so understand regret is stronger than failure. Every single failure that you have, like there is something to be learned. Like, I don't care what you do. If you fall down and scrape your knee, then okay, you learn that to watch your step whenever you go up that step next time. Like every single failure has something to be learned from it. And so I would much rather anyone fail you know, or feel like they failed. I don't think failure is a real thing unless you just absolutely give up, but do not live a life of regret. All right, Grace, I'm pumped up and fired up on that one. So lead us into number nine. I love that. Yeah, I totally agree with you that first of all, there really is no failure unless you don't learn from it, right? If you just end up quitting. And so I think that's super important, but I'm super excited about number nine, the idea of making small, meaningful changes. So this kind of goes along with short-term action steps, but it's different in a way that you are taking time to reflect, okay, what would be meaningful for me to start changing rather than just you know, changing up the time that you work out as if we're going back to that example, you know what I mean? Like just kind of uh, random changes that you're not really sure if they're going to get you towards your goal or not. And that's okay. It's definitely great to try out some things. Carly, you know, I'm a big fan of trial and error and just seeing if it works. And if it doesn't, we move on and try something else. But understanding that if you take the time to reflect on, okay, what does work for you? What changes should I put in place and make those small, meaningful changes? that's really what's going to help you actually, you know, propel towards your goals rather than just kind of stay in this place of, okay, I'm making changes, but none of them are actually meaningful. And so I also love the, the word small in there, small, meaningful changes. You don't necessarily have to up and change your whole life just to make progress towards your goals, right? You can start implementing small things every day that will over the long term get you there, right? That consistency with small, meaningful changes can actually make a huge difference, um, you know, working towards your goals. Yes, I love that. And so I listened to a podcast, um, The Mindset Mentor is the name of the podcast. I believe the guy's name is Rob Dial, but he talks, I mean, like it's a very common thing, but this is, it stands out to me from his podcast, specifically the 1% better every day. If you get 1% better every day with these small changes, 1% is so small, small, meaningful changes over the course of a year, you're over three times better than you were at the beginning. And so if you approach it in, you know, small changes, then more than likely they're going to be easier to maintain over the long term. And that is the goal here. Okay. And Grace, I don't even think you meant to do it, but you mentioned, Hey, reflect and see what works and see what doesn't work. And that is perfect for our big and final habit. Number 10, that you need to stop self-sabotage. And that is making time for self-reflection. So if you are not reflecting, more than likely you are not growing, okay? So we have got to look back on our previous week, on our previous month and say, hey, what did we do well? Like, hey, what did we struggle with? Hey, what did we not do that we could have done? You know, and notice I said could and not should. So that's a whole nother topic within itself. But 
Grace, we have loved like our Sunday planning sessions. This isn't something that we do together necessarily, but we both follow a similar structure and outline in terms of like, hey, what do you want for your week? I love looking backwards in a sense. So like, or maybe forward. So if it's on a Sunday, I think, okay, at the end of the week, like what's going to make me feel like this week was an absolute success. I think through things on, um, that's the planning piece of it, but the reflection would literally be working backwards. Like what did, you know, I do last week that I can, um, continue doing, what do I feel good about? What do I need to start doing and what do I need to stop doing? And so, um, self-reflection, the start, stop and continue. I have a video somewhere about that on Instagram and Facebook, but, um, that is an extremely beneficial self-reflection piece. So absolutely recommend weekly and monthly, but also like pro level would be daily, like reflecting at the end of the day, like, Hey, what did I do well today? What did, what can I do better tomorrow type thing? Um, so that is our 10 habits. Grace, do we have anything that we need to cover before we move into our baby action step? I don't think so. I'm excited about our baby action step because I was just thinking about it and how I think a good place to start for a lot of people that maybe, you know, haven't even heard of self-sabotage before or haven't even thought about changing habits in order to benefit their life in order to work towards their goals or anything like that. And so, like you said, time for reflection is amazing on the daily. And we also want to talk about journaling, like journaling would be great on the daily. And I feel like that could be a great place to start. And so the baby action step for this week, I really just want it to be take time to journal your thoughts. You can take a minute, you can take 10 minutes, you can take an hour. It doesn't really matter, but starting somewhere is the key because when you can start to take time to notice your thoughts, write down your thoughts and just keep going until you have nothing else to write, you'll be able to see what, what's on your mind, what kind of things are coming to mind for you, are becoming habits that you know, that you are doing on a daily basis, maybe they are serving you well or they aren't. And if they are, you can reflect and say, okay, well, what other things can I do that is, are similar to that, that will work me towards my goals? Or these habits that I'm like writing down that I'm seeing these patterns in whatever I'm journaling, what can I do to change those? And so just take a couple of minutes to journal this week and, you know, see where your thoughts are. Yes. I love it. Grace, we freaking crushed it. Like we can celebrate ourselves <laughs> in this. Like this was I don't know. This has been one of my favorite podcasts that we've done in a while. So I'm super excited. Um, also, for you listeners, don't forget, go check out my mini rant. I also um, explained to you, this is the blog post that I'm referencing to that you have been spelling baloney wrong, okay, your whole entire life. So go and check that out. But otherwise... Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for supporting us. Share this on your social media pages, okay? So we are excited, obviously, about what we're preaching and teaching and things like that. And so the more people that we are reaching, the better we feel about ourselves, honestly. Grace, would you say that you feel a little better when we know that we have we are impacting more people? 100% because you and I are so passionate about it and we just want to share that with other people. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So take a screenshot, share with us what you enjoyed about it. You can find both of us on Facebook and Instagram. And also I post up my phone number sometimes on there as well. So send me a text message. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Have an awesome day. Have a great week, Grace, and I'll see you later. See ya.
Thank you for listening to Fit Facts. We hope that we have provided value to you today. If you haven't already, hit the follow button on Spotify. And if you're listening on iTunes, a five-star review is always appreciated. We would also love to have you join our free private Facebook group for women who are looking to excel in their health. For more information, visit healthexcelacademy.com.